Decode Bytes. Hello everyone. Good day. Thanks for joining and for taking time off your busy schedules to attend this webinar today. I am Prasanna from Zoho, your host for this session. We just have some few quick instructions. All attendees will be on mute. We'd like to keep this panel discussion an interactive one and slides would help to set the context. We're going to try our best to make this time worthwhile for you. So what's the purpose of the session? As we all know, COVID-19 has crippled the global economy. Logistics companies now face many challenges like a global supply chain disruption, a possible liquidity crunch, an increase in trade barriers, and shifting consumer mindsets. With that said, the purpose of this webinar is to glean insights into the current state of the global supply chain and how local platforms like Zoho Creator can assist supply chain organizations in sustaining a profitable business during a crisis like this. This webinar will be an interactive panel discussion. Let me quickly introduce the panelists of the session for you. First, we have Chinar Deshpande. Chinar is the group CTO, CHRO, and executive team member at Stellar Value Chain Solutions, one of India's leading supply chain companies. Stellar Value Chain is the leader in India's consumer contract logistics market. Chinar has almost three decades of industry experience. He's based out of Mumbai, India. Hello, Chinar. It's great to have you here. Good morning, Prasanna. And thank you to uh, invite me on this panel. Thank you, Shina. Welcome aboard. Next, we have David Rogers. David is the Managing Director of InSync Supply Chain Management. He is also the Vice Chairman of the Asian Pacific Logistics Federation. He is a tertiary qualified supply chain thought leader with experience ranging from FMCG, consumer, pharmaceutical, manufacturing to third-party logistics, encompassing international and domestic markets. He is based in Melbourne, Australia. Hello, David. It's great to have you here. Welcome to the webinar. Good afternoon, good evening, and thank you for having me. Yes, David, welcome aboard. We'll begin the webinar by gleaning insights into the current state of the supply chain from the panelists. Hello, David. As we all know well, COVID-19 has tremendously impacted the world economy. Can you shed some light on the current state of the supply chain and logistics industry? Certainly. Um, look, the supply chain is in a state of disruption, as we know, and it's affecting all the sectors um, uh, of the industry globally. Um, the impact is, is varied. As, uh, as the virus itself. It has affected many supply chain uh, industries to the point where there, any normal return, um, return to work will be exceptionally difficult and to where normality will be very different. So organisations will need to uh, reassess their continuity plans and for those who haven't, develop one. Also, crisis management planning will be adopted, uh, should be adopted with stakeholders and uh, and financial uh, management will become a critical uh, capability to the supply chain. Inventory management volumes um, will be surging and decreasing. So having access to data and understanding the markets for the companies will, will, make, will be able to make uh, rational decisions. Having said that, digital um, tra transformations will need to be implemented. Business leaders will need to uh, build trust and solve important problems by listening and, and also engaging with their workforce and, and stakeholders. Um, they also need to be factual and run you know, various scenarios for planning for their organisations. These will include strategy, finance, uh, transfer pricing, cross-border trade, compliance applications and contingency planning for stakeholders. So staying connected to key stakeholders extensively and visibly is paramount. Uh, E-commerce, as you know, is growing substantially and consumers you know, will look to new ways to obtaining their purchases globally. These, these include international brands at cheaper prices than uh, the retail outlets. So also the last mile of deliveries um, has had a hiccup uh, due to the, uh, the volume of freight, which has expanded delivery time. So some of these causes relate to lack of uh, resources to deliver products to customers. And at times, uh, this is still continuing. So some freight companies have uh, reviewed their transit times 
and also to assist their customers complaining. So other issues around this is reverse logistics, which has been challenging as well. Thank you, David. So Chinar, could you please tell us about the current state of the industry with regards to organizational sustainability? Oh, certainly. Um, I would just uh, augment the thought process which David has just started and uh, maybe try and uh, put things in perspective in slightly simplified or trivial terms. Uh, I would say that uh, there is no question of sustainability. I think the supply chain organization should ideally look at thriving in this scenario because uh, this pandemic has actually brought about a fundamental paradigm shift. Uh, Earlier, to great extent, people used to go to the products uh, because of social distancing and, and, and that has brought many new exciting avenues for supply chain companies to grow even though the complexities are going to increase uh, in terms of more legs being added to their entire logistic network but uh, nonetheless uh, the importance of supply chain companies is going to skyrocket now Uh, you know because this uh, whole pandemic is going to change the uh, society and its behavioral pattern completely and uh, it will take uh, you know significant amount of time for it to go back to the old normal uh, it may not even uh, go to old normal because people would be very careful governments will continue to have these restrictions so the supply chain companies really have to pivot uh, they need to ensure that uh, you know after this uh, two to three months of uh, a big you know black box uh, time where nothing was moving uh, as expected now suddenly the expectation from people are going to grow and the products need to reach to these people so uh, supply chain companies have to come up with innovative way of augmenting their capacity, uh, being able to reach complex markets. Uh, even the international travel uh, is going to be restricted for people to great extent, which means uh, that that doesn't mean that their uh, consumption pattern is going to change. So a lot of international freight movement has to come about in order for products to reach from one country to other countries so that people will continue to satisfy their needs. Uh, so from the point of production to point of consumption, the entire value chain now needs to be relooked at. And I think that's a fantastic opportunity for uh, supply chain companies to uh, reinvent themselves. Uh, and they, there's a tremendous opportunity for technology to play a key role in creating differentiator as well as, uh, you know, bringing them to a forefront of, uh, you know, very various industries. The way there was an evolution in telecom industry, the retail industry, the hospitality industry, I think this pandemic is going to bring about a transformational change in uh, modernizing the supply chain industry and making it a mainstream. That's my take on this. Over to you. Thank you, Chinar. Can I just interrupt and just follow that? Uh, When you talk about uh, pivoting, I think it comes back to the strategy as well. So uh, what we need to do is looking at uh, enhancing the ability to perform against the unplannable. So what that does, uh, what you're saying about new markets and uh, uh, the, the new norm is what the new norm is, it's going to change. So it's going to create more flexible uh, flexibility across the supply chains. And um, I think it's going to make planning uh, for manufacturing distribution, uh, possibly logistics uh, to be more adaptive. And it's going to increase unpredictability in operating environments. So we really need to uh, understand the, the capabilities of the, um, of the supply chain is what you were saying. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more, David. Thank you, everyone. So given that the global economy came to a screeching halt for a couple of months in this quarter, David, how disrupted is the supply chain now? Uh, look, uh, the um, the global, global economy has halted or has slowed down, as you know, across many industries and it's affecting many supply chains directly. So um, disruption across 
most of the aspects of the supply chain. Again, I think I've mentioned this before, from production, planning, inventory management, through to reverse logistics is severe and uh, and major major rethinks to be uh, best practice to manage those rapid market influences. You know, we've got political influences, we've got health and trade, we've got internal and business model changes, new modes and, and nodes across the supply chain development and deployment are being addressed almost uh, daily, and in some cases, even hourly. Okay, David. Chinar, what has been the impact of this pandemic on Stellar Valuation's operations? Well, uh, in the beginning, everybody was taken aback uh, because of this, uh, you know, sudden disruption and it was completely new both culturally professionally for everyone but as a as a part of a mainstream industry uh, our operations had to continue so one of the biggest impact for us was to handle the dichotomy of uh, you know having to continue operations but not having the manpower either because people were scared and worried about their health or probably because their movements were restricted due to the government policies and uh, you know all the all the uh, uh, restrictions that were put on movement of people uh, we really managed to navigate that by taking the adequate permissions uh, our cold chains continued to operate because uh, we were moving uh, food as well as uh, medicines uh, and hence uh, one of the major impact for us was to change our approach to look after health and safety of our workers uh, another impact that we found was especially in the uh, peculiar manpower category, which is drivers, uh, all of them come from specific parts of India, or rather, dominantly they come from specific part of India, and they all, uh, you know, planned on migrating back to their hometowns. So there was sudden shortage of uh, labor, especially in the drivers category as well as the unskilled labor category. So that was one of the major impacts for us in operations because. We were still expected to continue operations, at least in the uh, category of essential services. But we were finding it quite challenging to maintain the manpower, their health and safety and their morale. That was the biggest uh, challenge for us. That was the main impact. Thank you, Chinar. Uh, David, sustainable growth in the face of adversity can be possible only by innovating diligently. How do you propose supply chain and logistics organizations innovate during these trying times? An interesting uh question to answer so into um, in today's digital age you know organizations face face with uh, you know changing nature of the demand curve and the uh, element of uncertainty in the supply chain you know for operations teams as was mentioned before the challenge and uh, competitive advantage has become uh, how well we respond and execute against uh, ongoing uncertainty with the world so unpredictable chaos is now the new norm as we mentioned before timetables and priorities have shifted. A supplier fails to deliver, so that creates problems. And demands on supply chains are increasing exponentially. A few years ago, um, you know, supply chain performance was uh, was all about batch quantities, timetables, you know, lead times. Today, millions of, of items and packages, cartons and cases are shipped every day without, uh, with many or just a few items in it. So in the face of this upheaval, supply chains need to try and predict what will what will happen and then optimise performance against the plan. Most often, um, those plans are not met. So the path forward demands uh, a bold leap in supply chain performance. So innovations include technologies such as, you know, um, robotic processing, um, automation, uh, robots, the Internet of Things, drones, uh, which is becoming very, very big in the, uh, in the warehouse side of things, um, AI, artificial intelligence, and all the activities around, around that. Uh, blockchain, 3D printing, and um, um, so the warning systems are there uh, are there at great speed. So gaps between uh, risk identification and risk responsiveness, you know, is promises to become one of the um, severe 
uh, as the rate of uh, digitization accelerates. So that's what I would suggest. Thank you, David. Chinar, from Stellar Value Chain's experience in the face of this crisis, what are the emerging trends in the supply chain now? So uh, fundamentally, as I said, that the supply chain has to become completely digital. I think David has brought some very important points about extremely dynamic demand patterns. And hence, you need to you know, incorporate modern technology such as artificial intelligence, machine learning, you know, predictive analytics in order to make sure that you uh, respond to these surges uh, in demand or these varying patterns where you know entire demand planning supply chain supply planning has to be technology driven so that is one thing the other aspect is about the execution so companies such as ourselves would have to respond equally fast to these changing demands so all the customers that we you know provide service to are going to adopt modern technology for their dynamic demand planning, dynamic supply chain planning. So we need to be equally ready to ensure that we execute uh, their needs, you know, in our warehouses and through our entire logistics network equally fast. Uh, uh, along with that, we also need to consider digitization uh, in response to this pandemic specifically. For example, there will be many cases of contactless uh, attendance. There is going to be many cases of contactless uh, Proof of delivery, uh, maintaining hygiene at workplace, uh, maintaining uh, the control over our fleets through you know uh, GPS monitoring, uh, especially for our cold chain, there is going to be enormous amount of technology intervention in terms of uh, managing the temperature control uh, so that temperature is not breached, so that the food remains uh, you know high quality. You need to track even uh, simple movements like door open, door close of all these cold chain vehicles. So. Uh, you know, we have realized that the technology intervention at every aspect of supply chain, both in terms of planning as well as execution, and then all the elements which make the supply chain work, which is your your manpower, your assets, all of that need to be, uh, uh, you know, part of a completely connected digital ecosystem. So that is how we have, as an organization, decided to move forward. And in the last 60 days, we have been able to quickly respond to this and, uh, you know, uh, pretty much digitized our entire approach to supply chain execution. Thank you, Chinar. David, what strategies should decision makers of supply chain organizations adopt now? This um, this might take a, a while to explain, but first of all, I'd say uh, identify your strategic objectives. So match the priorities um, with supply chain capability and, uh, and identify competitive priority. Uh, I would also say uh, map your um, supply chain vulnerabilities, you know, the ability to map out your supply chain vulnerabilities, whether they be political, natural disasters, regulatory compliance, or economic uncertainty. Uh, be aware of risk awareness so integrate risk uh, management into your supply chain design, um, ability to balance risk with more reactive measures that can correct problems in your supply chain. And uh, I'd also say um, understand your, your current state of, of, your, uh, of your business. So look at the key activities, uh, identify the key data that you, uh, you need to be collected, um, develop questionnaires, conduct interviews, leverage your IT systems to gather that information and uh, gain an understanding and document where your current state is. Then I'd also suggest that you start looking at uh, uh, gathering your best practice information and then benchmarks. So identify relevant benchmarks against the best practices that need to be gathered from your industry and outside of the industry. You know, gather and analyze the relevant benchmarks and best practices uh, by interviewing your supply chain management experts from the industry and outside of the industry. Um, and then I'd suggest that you um, uh, you, you uh, start to develop a, a future state. So around that, I'd, I'd be suggesting you look at the development of your uh, of a supply chain uh, management maturity model, assess the supply chain maturity 
value model of the company and define what the future state of your organization is based on. So look at your current state, gather the uh, your benchmarks and your best practices uh, after you've looked at the maturity of the company and then look at the strategic division of the company and then work out what the gaps are uh, uh, between the future state and the current state. And then you'd build on a, a roadmap, which would be a bridge between the desired state, the future state and the current state. So some of those activities would be around about potential initiatives that you could identify from the previous um, small business case, including build a roadmap, including prioritise initiatives and a timeline and follow through on those uh, progresses and initiatives. So as I mentioned before, also organisations probably need to adopt uh, new strategies as well um, around, as a, we mentioned before about business, uh, digital technologies. And as I mentioned before, about again, uh, such as big data, AI, cloud computing, blockchain, robots, and et cetera. So also, I think that we need to start looking at the uh, procurement. Procurement will play a significant role going forward uh, with discussions with suppliers on a deeper collaboration uh, regarding geographic areas uh, of sourcing, auditing suppliers that includes uh, viewing their continuity plan. The other thing I'd suggest is that you need to start looking to start your map, your um, your supplier supplier and to start looking at uh, predictive sourcing, which would also include supplier category uh, contracts, payment and sensitivity analysis. One of the other things too that we need to look at here is uh, how, how leadership will play an important part in building trust to solve some of the problems uh, within the business by listening and engaging with the key stakeholders uh, and understand what the important issues are. And um, I think they also scenario planning uh, should be based on factual data and uh, should also match your priorities, as I mentioned before, against your supply chain capability. Thank you, David. Chinat, how agile should the digital systems of supply chain organizations be in order to cope with these changing and challenging times? You know, I think uh, this is the best time to use this phrase called litmus test. Uh, you know, if at all you need to measure the agility of your digital uh you know, technology platform for your organization as a supply chain organization, then you could not have asked for a better time to test its agility because this pandemic has brought about so many challenges, so many disruptions that unless you have an agile technology platform which actually molds itself to cater to new behavioral pattern both at the customer side as well as your vendor partner side you would not sustain or survive so for me the agility is the most critical part because overnight you are not going to be able to change the technology dna per se or you're not going to reinvent a completely new technology but what you need to do is to be able to flexibly adopt same technology to do things differently so for me the agility here is about how you can flexibly mold the behavior of your solutions to adopt to new consumer patterns, new ways of uh, managing your logistics execution, new ways of planning your work, new ways of managing your manpower, and especially what David said, the leadership. Leadership has to come up with newer ways of engaging with their employees because there is no physical presence, at least in India. Everybody has been operating from remote locations. The work from home was not a very popular, well-adopted culture in India. So leadership teams also have to pivot and leverage the technology to make sure that they are continuously engaged with their employees. They are giving them confidence that the organizations are going to sustain, the businesses are going to grow and at the same time, they also have to extract maximum throughput from all the remote manpower. So for me, I think the only word which has really helped uh, Stellar survive and thrive in this organization is the agility of all digital systems. Thank you, Chenar. David, traditional software solutions for the supply chain like spreadsheets and ERPs cannot be customized to meet unique requirements that arise when unprecedented events like this pandemic happen. The need of the R is custom applications built on low-code platforms addressing emergency demands. How should organizations leverage low-code platforms to address demands that arise in times like these? I think that uh, recent developments over the last five years or 
so have uh, allowed for the inclusion and deployment of uh, rapid fulfillment from uh, major operating platforms and systems. For smaller operations and organisations, I would suggest, pardon me, custom, custom applications are likely to depend on several factors, sorry, factors including the return on investment. Now, the marketability and as well as the point of differentiation, true productivity gains, culture and the attitude of the organisation and uh, regard to HR and the capacity and the capability to cure, test, approve and purchase, train and implement as mentioned before. So any system, low code or other, change requires a full test of uh, current process and database uh, to make sure deployment works with accurate data and processes that can complement and adopt the system demand. You know, leveraging can only come from the knowledge and ability of the proposed system to achieve the stated desired goals. You know? uh, so too many industries have implemented uh, poorly um, and not achieving expectations. So too many have under underestimated the timeframes required to and also to resource. So companies with world-class processes and practices you know, need to be better placed to leverage the from the new low-code platform. I hope that helps you. Thank you, David. Chinar, how can low-code platforms like Zoho Creator augment the supply chain with their agility and versatility? See, um, we have been extensively using a, a low-code platform like Zoho Creator. Uh, now, what I see as the biggest benefit is that its deployment time or design time is very low. Uh, hence, you can typically focus on very, very specific business problem. And this business problem could be either because you have now suddenly introduced a very new process or a new step in your supply chain execution because of changing market dynamics or because the existing large-scale enterprise solutions do not cater to a specific requirement. In such cases, the low-code platform really helps because it allows you to build a very, very point-specific solution for a specific problem and the uh, deployment time or you know time to market so to speak is very low uh, and hence that that for us has been a biggest benefit so for me a, a typical low code platform should be used to identify gaps in your entire uh, you know uh, blueprint of it which covers all your business requirements but there are always gaps these gaps are typically best solved by a low code platform uh, another good attribute is that such kind of development needs to happen very closely with a collaborative environment with business users. So this is not a platform for building a very large scale product or a solution which has a uh, you know long lasting impact on various aspects of business in one solution. This kind of platform should be used to engage with business users, understand their specific problem or a nuance and coming up with a point solution which they can even adopt fast. What we have done is we have aligned ourselves to the, the technology philosophy of Zoho Creator or a, or a low-code platform like that and made sure that we quickly identify some low-hanging fruits or some quick win opportunities where we engage with business users, understand the requirements and quickly deploy these solutions. Uh, we have also been able to uh, adopt the very traditional concept of you know fast prototyping, rapid prototyping, agile methodology because this tool gives you an ability to quickly design and deliver some Something which is tangible, uh, you can have a touch and feel very quickly, and users can give immediate feedback. Uh, so we we use that as a methodology. And another uh, methodology that we use, which we found very successful in a low-code development environment, is that you always start with a, a very small functionality, a, a concept of MVP, if I may say so, where you cater to a very specific need, and then once the uh, the business teams, when the users start uh, using it extensively and they like it, then you start enhancing the functionality slowly so that eventually it caters to a much wider purpose and hence the expectation management is equally uh, you know well 
cater to our control. So that is how we have been able to adopt a low-code development platform. I, I know it has to be coupled with the right mindset and a methodology of adopting it. Thank you, Shinar. Could you please brief us about your creator experience? What operations does Stella Value Chain manage with the platform? Actually, as I said, that since we used it to solve specific business problems, today, uh, coincidentally, I can say that we have almost all our business functions uh, using some or the other app or solution developed in Zoho Creator. I will give you uh, some very, very unique examples. Now, typically, CRM is a very well-established standard platform for managing your business development and sales. But because of this pandemic, you know, suddenly there was a grinding halt in economy and people's moment. So people had not been able to step out of their house. Uh, and hence, we had to completely change our methodology of reaching out to customers. Uh, we also had to change the methodology of our uh, salespeople and their uh, behavioral tracking, their word track. So we built a very unique application which augments the capability of a typical CRM and tracks the daily activity of all of our salespeople, you know, in terms of number of calls they have made, if they have made video conferencing calls. And then uh, we were also tracking their performance using a IPL like the cricket league like uh, competition internally. And all of this capability was built using Zoho Creator and we created enormous excitement in our sales team. So in spite of them not being able to move out of their house in the last uh, 45 days we have been able to probably generate almost 200 crores worth of new business only because of use of this application uh, to give you some other examples uh, we have a very strong safety and security function uh, which caters to the uh, safety and security of all our infrastructure we have almost uh, 6 million square feet of modern warehousing that we manage uh, and uh, it is under CCTV surveillance camera and you need to have a lot of fire uh, safety drills etc so this application actually actually tracks the activities of all the fire safety drills, the, the safety precautions, uh, also monitors the uh, in and out movement of all our workers, considering the the, the uh, care that you need to take post this COVID pandemic. So uh, we have been able to develop these applications across almost all the business functions by augmenting the capability of the existing enterprise application. Uh, and hence, uh, it, it has become a, a common household name in our organization now, which is 7,000 people strong. That's really good to know, Chinar. It is a testament to creators' capabilities. It's very nimble and versatile indeed. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. It has been very effective, the solutions built using Creator at Stellar Value Chain. Would you say? Oh, absolutely. As I said, that it has become a, a household name. Uh, yeah. Almost every day, some new business teams come to us, uh, assuming that Zoho Creator is almost like a magic wand. Even though as an organization, we are a very large footprint company and we have traditional enterprise class solutions like uh, SAP and Oracle and uh, large scale uh, warehouse management solutions or TMS uh, solutions. But uh, in, the, in the recent past, uh, Zoho Creator has become more of a hero where we have been able to cater to very specific needs and uh, the deployment of the application application, especially being a pure play cloud-based solution, has been so easy that the adoption is company-wide and uh, the, the influence is completely driven by business teams. So it's really not a technology initiative anymore. So the, the uh, business teams are driving the innovative use of uh, Zoho Creator to come up with uh, you know, specific solutions to solve their business problems. So, uh, you know, we feel that it's 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 a household name in, in our case. That's good to know, Chinar. And would you please elucidate a few benefits Stellar Evolution's customers have to gain due to the use of Creator, Stellar Evolution? Uh, so uh, two things really uh, define the customer benefits. One is uh, visibility or trade 
traceability of everything because we are in the logistics industry uh, and other is our uh, you know response time now some of the applications that we have built have allowed us to ensure that whatever are the customer demands we have been able to respond to it immediately because all the field staff is completely empowered using the uh, mobile based web based access of a lot of applications and hence we have been very customer responsive and other is uh, we have been able to extend the interface to customer in various cases whether it is the ability for them to track their parcel through uh, you know interface that we have designed or whether it is ability for them to see whether something is delivered to their desired destination or not uh, we have also been able to extend the entire commercial platform to them through a, a, a app created using uh, zoho portal so customers are very satisfied with us because of the visibility as well as the uh, faster response time to variety of their flexible demand and uh, that's how we have been able to use zoho creator as as one of the uh, weapons if you will to satisfy our customer demand and we have a very large customer base i mean i must say that considering our warehousing business uh, we also have a cold chain business we have a large express parcel business and we also have less than truckload business so considering that we have almost 800 customers uh, and we have been able to uh, and large customers that too Uh, you know considering uh, you know indian economy there are some dominant players like reliance like flipkart amazon tata motors so we have very large customers and we have been able to really create a very unique relationship with them by using a technology platform to create uh, you know very interactive engagement with the customers that's really good to know chinar thank you so audience we now entered the q and a session of this webinar you can type in your questions in the question panel on the left of your screen and start asking your questions prasanna i see one question are you going to uh, read it out to yes, everyone ah uh, yes chinar so Chinar, could you please provide your response for this question? With the large scale of operations, Stellar Value Chain has been talking about. Have you been able to integrate your black box creator solutions with your core infra, like Oracle SAP? Is the integration worth the effort, and how important is it? I I think my answer is extremely simple and very direct. We have been able to integrate all the apps that we have created using Zoho Creator with all the enterprise class backend applications. Just to give you a very specific example, we have a large TMS platform that is transport management solution, which caters to my entire trans. transport business and we service almost 19000 pin codes across india with uh, a network of 400 branches and hubs and almost 2000 vehicles playing back and forth and we have been able to you know uh, pull in the data from the tms into our zoho creator app and being able to create very good visibility platform analytical platform so i think the efforts are worth it they are not very difficult things to do zoho creator is a very nimble platform and uh, it just by default by nature of its design it it uh, brings you a scalability and extensibility my answer to is a simple yes thank you chinar and we now have another question so chinar you are told that uh, stella valigen has resumed most of its operation kuldeep atri would like to know what is the sentiment of drivers now that lockdown has been eased are they still afraid or they want to take risks this is a industry related question in our case uh, what we had done earlier almost about 2 years back is build a very strong uh, loss prevention and safety team and it is headed by a variety of very senior decorated army officers who are retired so uh, the head of our function is a major general uh, who had enormous amount of experience in indian army he had as a matter of fact been the leader of a 20000 strong army uh, and had a wonderful decorated record so if someone like that runs the function then uh, you can imagine the kind of policies and processes that we have implemented for safety and security and uh, you know he has been supported by variety of retired majors and colonels and it's a large team so in the last one one and a half months team had been able to do a lot of study 
and introspection and come up with new standard operating procedures we have invested a lot in terms of you know uh, bringing the uh, safety uh, whether it is as simple a thing as sanitization or temperature guns uh, across every single branch and hub network that we have and we have been able to extend uh, our support to drivers by not really cutting their salaries so many a times such small gestures also make a huge impact in terms of the confidence that you can build in your employee base so even though all our labor force is contract labor we have actually uh, paid them uh, during this uh, lockdown period even though not a single uh, person was working uh, you know in most of our warehouses so these are the small things that have really created confidence and we are uh, back on our feet now uh, our 85% of the operations are completely up and running and we have been able to cater to uh, all the load which customer is giving to us as a matter of fact uh, a lot of pending shipments are coming in because you know most of the customers now need extra storage space you know uh, large scale moments so we are completely ready for that thank you chinar so one question regarding a new technology like blockchain or cryptocurrency blockchain has mentioned a few times in this discussion what percentage of supply chain is is using blockchain i don't think that we have a very successful you know demonstrable case of blockchain in supply chain yet in india i think it is a tremendous uh, opportunity the technology is ripe for supply chain because of the very nature of distributed ledger which keeps track of the information and the you know point of truth uh, uh, at one place and it's immutable so in case of supply chain where a lot of times goods exchange hand from one place to other place and various stakeholders are involved so uh, the blockchain becomes a fantastic use case but i have not come across any organization in india or any consortium rather using blockchain as a effective tool for you know digital supply chain but we on the other hand are very seriously thinking about it but i must admit at this point in time it is a, a discussion which is purely at the design table and and it will probably take at least 6 to 8 months for us to experiment with one or two market customers we have where the relationship of that customer itself is so large that the effort of implementing blockchain to create complete traceability across the supply chain would become worth the effort so it will take some time i i at least personally don't know any successful blockchain case in india where a larger consortium is on a black blockchain platform thank you chinar so this is one question that you already touched upon however we just answer it how easy or what is the ease of adoption of low code solutions at a supply chain logistics organization what is the ease of for a for a supply chain personnel how easy is it to adopt low code solutions what's the learning curve i i don't think that it has anything to do with low code development if you are talking about the adoptability or ease of adoption at the end user level because end user is completely transparent to what technology has gone into building their solution because that will be completely dependent on the user interface the navigation and uh, you know simplicity of screens which really absolutely correlates to their way of working but if you are asking about adoption of low code Uh, platform for development then i would say any good developer who knows the core technologies like dotnet or java has been able to learn zoho creator and the dilute scripting very easily uh, and uh, the team that i have is extremely competent in you know building apps so for me the real uh, important ingredient of the recipe of creating good apps is the business knowledge if you know the business very well and if you understand the nuances of how zoho creator app gets built or rather i would say uh, the limitations of zoho creator then you will be able to circumvent uh, those limitations and navigate your way to build a very effective solution and that is adopted immediately thank you chinar so david among the logistics service providers you have interacted with what are the key things that differentiate successful ones with others first of all it it comes down to to leadership culture of the organization 
processes and having the uh, the right people in the right organisation. Uh, sorry, in the in the right jobs. So in other words, having the right people doing the uh, the right the right function and working to the right priorities and having the right processes in place. That is uh, one of the fundamental uh, characteristics that I see across uh, LSPs. Thank you, David. What gaps do you think exist in the supply chain that would require software applications to fill? I think it depends on the organization. Um, it depends on the product characteristics, the seasonality, and um, how well they're tracking. Each company has different issues around processes, people, and systems. There's not a one cookie cutter that covers the lot. So it, it's spread across. So once you do the analysis, I think I said to you before, in part of the strategies, you know, understand your current state, understand uh, uh, what future state is, and build and build to uh, find the gaps around there. You can't, every company is very different. And the, all the gaps are totally different within every organization. So you've got to do that analysis. You've got to find out where the gaps are and make those improvements and work with your key stakeholders, your people. Thank you, David. So, Chinara, David, what are the top three data communication issues that supply chains are facing? I would like to give the answer to this question completely independent of uh, the current situation because these challenges exist all the time, everywhere, and they will continue to exist for time to come. Uh, I'll give one simple example. When we run warehouse operations for a customer, typically, WMS is our own technology platform and customer has their own ERP which generate orders either incoming in or the inbound orders or outbound orders. The fundamental need for the warehouse operations to run smoothly is to have extremely accurate and smooth communication between customers ERP and our WMS. So that is one area where you know data communication is important and it keeps posing challenges. So every time we are onboarding a new customer that apart from WMS implementation, one of the major uh, technology implementation challenges is to integrate the ERP of customer with WMS. Another example in our transport business is a lot of times uh, customers as their businesses evolve and they start becoming more and more modern, they implement their own demand and supply planning solution uh, which automatically start generating the request for uh, pickup and delivery. Uh, okay, so we have a challenge of uh, integrating our transport management solution with the customer's uh, demand supply planning so that their pickup request would flow automatically into our uh, TMS and then we'll be able to plan the pickups and deliveries accordingly. So these are very typical uh, you know, data integration challenges define the, the uh, dynamics of our industry. I can just in interrupt and say, I think a couple of things. I think... Uh... The creation of uh, robust information, collection and sharing. I think there's a couple of things here. I think there's a, a lack of technical skills and financial resources um, to build uh, the correct infrastructure. And I think there's a lack of standardization to allow communication, sorry, communication across IT systems. The other thing, of course, is um, uh, in relation to that is, is data conflict data confidentiality you know there's uh, there's still uncertainty about uh, sharing sensitive information you know via digital platforms or any platform and i think uh, that has a bearing on uh, on collaboration and also um, how you work with your, uh, your key stakeholders thank you david we'll see for the next question uh, person i see one interesting question here how will machine learning or rpa change supply chain services within the next year yes Chinar. yes so the machine learning is a new is a new domain it, it, it it's about feeding the artificial intelligence data with which it can learn you, you provided data with which it can differentiate between what is the correct expected output and what is the uh, wrong output. You provided the pro proper input and it will provide the correct output. And uh, machine learning and RPA, from a logistics perspective, it would relegate itself to uh, the warehouse activities where we have activities for the systems to differentiate based on the type of products, sorting products, like that. So, Chinar, uh, has Stellar Value Chain implemented machine learning or RPA in its uh, operations? RPA definitely is very relevant for us and we are exploring uh, 
at least two industry uh, known products uh, ui path and uh, automation anywhere because it helps you automate a lot of repetitive tasks for me rpa and machine learning are two different tracks but they also have a convergence at some point in time so rpa typically allows you to write uh, if i were to trivialize it it is almost like writing excel macros uh, which only work within excel but rpa is something which automates variety of uh, computer based tasks and then you can run those scripts automatically now where machine learning comes is it as you rightly said it processes a lot of data and then tries to identify patterns and then starts giving you uh, insights or suggestions uh, but there comes an inflection point where uh, rpa and machine learning can also be brought in together where not only you automate a lot of repetitive tasks but because of the information that you are gathering while running those repetitive tasks you can also incorporate machine learning and keep changing the scripts on the fly to automate tasks slightly differently every time you learn new things so we are very keen to implement uh, robotic process automation especially in case of you know a lot of repetitive long drawn documentation like uh, your e-way bills etc uh, and processing pods which is a requirement legal requirement for us to keep physical copies and scanned copies as well where we find robotic process automation to play a significant role in reducing a lot of manpower and you know superfluous time that we waste and as far as machine learning is concerned we have already started incorporating few things uh, in terms of mining our uh, uh, customer data and being able to uh, uh, recalibrate our uh, target customer base as well as geographies but there is still a long way to go very very excited to incorporate uh, ai ml in our uh, mainstream technology adoption uh, yes sinar that's good to know because machine learning is predominantly based upon the very, very friendly programming language called python and even logistics personnel can easily learn this because its syntax is similar to english and so the adoption of machine learning and rpa at any uh, logistics industry in the near future is very promising so we'll have another question sinar this is for you while we can generate visibility and monetary tra- monitoring tracking with software how do we ensure automation will result in impact the questioner is asking this specifically in perspective of systemic and physical bottlenecks from your experience i i will just break it into two parts one is you're talking about there is a general system use or technology use for visibility but you are talking about how would that translate into automation is, is my understanding correct and then you are saying that how would automation uh, remove the system bottleneck the questioner is pr- probably thinking is from this perspective he is doubtful about the impact of automation the efficiency of automation the efficacy of automation uh, well no i i, I think that uh, uh, impact of automation is always going to be positive you will always find some initial hiccups because automation may Uh, eliminate the repetitive tasks but there is a chance of error but that error can be eliminated with the consistent use of uh, automation and making sure that in the early days of automation there is always a monitoring done manually so that uh, you know the ad hoc errors are eliminated but otherwise it, there is always going to be a positive impact of all the automation and when we talk about visibility and track and trace it eventually gives rise to automation where uh, uh, for example let me just give you a specific example of tracking uh, our vehicles we have put gps devices across all our vehicles and today there is a uh, you know visibility across all the geography of india where we know where our vehicles are now how would the automation be brought in after first one or two years of adoption of such track and trace where we have set up a control tower and people uh, physically monitor the movements of the vehicle we have been able to establish patterns and then set up some business rules which define you know certain alerts for example if we have some expected uh, delivery time and if the vehicle has not reached the 
the specific perimeter, uh, you know, which is geofence. Then we have business rules that if it is not reached the 10 kilometer boundary, then there is an alert uh, because we know that there is going to be a significant delay in delivering uh, the goods to the customer. So these kind of things can come only after, you know, you identifying certain patterns and then converting them into business rules which start automating such track and trace visibility solution uh, and eventually the errors get eliminated and then you can pretty much depend on all these automations and run your operations you know a huge amount of confidence on computers thank you chinar so thank you very much for your insightful responses throughout this webinar chinar and david and uh, a big thanks once again from the zoho creator team to everyone for your participation in this webinar and granting us your valuable time. If you are interested in evaluating Zoho Creator, we are providing you free wallet credits to get started. More info on this will be emailed to you in the thank you email you'll be receiving after this session along with this webinar's recording. Please respond back to that email and we'll guide you further. Goodbye, everybody. We hope to see you next time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Try Zoho Creator today.